welcome to Next Level Podcast with Camille Babin, author, speaker, and soul coach. Each week, you will hear stories, insights, and strategies on how to become your authentic self and live a life of purpose. So let's get started for the message of today. Hello and welcome to Next Level Podcast. I'm your host, Camille Babin. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Today, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about you and the question will be, how do you define yourself? And recently it actually came about because recently I went somewhere and it was a group of people. And the question was when you have to do the round table and everybody introduced themselves and they have to say something about themselves. And it always revolves around what we do, uh, what we do or our status. If we married, single, divorced, widow. Uh, the number of kids that we have, and so forth and so on. And this is actually a question that has been on my heart for quite some time as the Lord was even dealing with me on various things. And that's why today I want us to talk about you uh, in a different way, in a different term. Um, it's not so much the question of what do you do that I want you to think about, because I'm sure that you've answered that thousand times and you already know what you do. And uh, it's even funny because I remember recently, and actually happened to me all the time, when people ask me even what my husband does, I'm always taken aback. And they look at me like, what? You don't know what your husband does? And I'm always trying to answer in a way that they will understand exactly what he does. I never want to give title. I never want, you know, to, you know how when you struggle, you like, I want them to understand because if you just give a name or it's a technical term, they might not know exactly And although uh, uh, it's a question that we always get asked, what do we do? We always give the title and we always said, even for me, I remember I would say like, oh, I'm an author or uh, I'm a life coach and, and so forth and so on. And then you realize that that doesn't really let people know what you do. You know, it's just a title. And I had to just go deeper. And then I realized that the main question or maybe the question that we should ask when we meet somebody after the name should not really be what they do, but it's to know who they are. And that's why today I think it's important that I ask you the question, who are you? How do you define yourself? When you strip off of, of the titles and the positions and even the roles that we play, especially as women, we are mothers, we are daughters, sisters, uh, uh, wives sometimes. Uh, I mean, we have so many roles and so many hats that we wear. But when I remove all these things, if I remove all those roles that we play and I remove uh, the titles and the position, then what are we left with? How will you define yourself? And recently I read, and I think it was an article or a book, I don't remember. And there was a question like that. They were, they were asking, who are you? You have to think about who you are. And I was very, not only surprised, but I was pleased I was pleased because you know how you can just go on with life and you don't think about, and I'm very, you, you probably know that already. I ask a lot of questions and I like, I ask a lot of questions even to myself. I like to think, I like to analyze, I like to, because I think that's how you discover yourself. That's how you discover more. And that's even how you evaluate the changes that, um, that have, you know, just, uh, happened, occurred in your life. Because if you don't make, Uh, that you don't do that self-evaluation or that inventory, 
you just go on and you don't even know what's changed. You know, like we always say, I'm not the same person anymore. But how do you know that? How do you know that you're not the same person if you don't stop to ask yourself who you were before and now who you are? You know, we like to say like, you know, I'm not the same person anymore. I've changed. Why do they hold me, you know, to the same standards or even to the things, the mistakes of the past? I'm no longer there. I'm not that person anymore. But do you know who you are now? So when I was asking myself the question and I was pleased because it allowed me to to realize that this was a question that a few years ago I, I couldn't have answered in this manner, in this way. Because every time they would ask who you are, I would define myself based on what I do. You know, it was the same, for me, it was the same question. If you ask somebody who they are and you ask them what they do, they feel like it's the same question. If I ask you who you are, you'll probably answer by telling me what you do. And I want you to really pay attention. There is a difference. We've been defined for too long by what we do, by where we work, by the titles, by the things that we hold you know, by the position and even the recognition, instead of really digging deeper and answering, like when all these things are not, or if all these things were not, who would you be? And I had to stop. And in that moment, I realized that you had me, asked me that question maybe three, five, five years ago. I would have said, you know, this is what I do. I'm a writer. I'm an author. I'm a life coach. I'm, I'm you know, a prayer warrior. I'm all these different things. And this time when I stop and I pause and I realize that I can answer without even talking about my, my husband. I can answer without talking about my children. I can answer without even referring to maybe what I do in my community or in my church or in my nation. I don't have to do all these things and to answer all these things for me to, to define myself. I could just sit and say, I am the, the daughter of the Most High God. I know who I am. I can say that I'm anointed, I'm chosen, I'm loved, I'm prosperous, I'm fruitful, I'm obedient. I'm a woman of integrity, I'm a woman of discipline, I'm a woman of vision, I'm a woman of prayer, I'm a woman of excellence. I can say all those things, I'm a woman of value. I mean, and the list goes on and on. And with me saying all these things, it's not even tied to what I do. It's not tied to, uh, uh, you know, my occupation. It's not tied to my position. It's not tied to a role that I play. It's not even tied to me being a mother or to me being a wife, because I realize that whether I'm married or not, I'm still those things. Whether I'm a mother or not, I'm still those things, right? And that's really what I want us to think about. I want you to think about, maybe you already know, and then we can maybe move to the next step of embracing those things that make you unique. But if you don't know, I want to challenge you and to encourage you today to not be afraid to ask yourself those questions because sometimes it's the hardest question, the most difficult questions that are more beneficial to us. It's those questions that we don't want to answer, those questions that we don't even want to ask ourselves. These are the questions that transform our lives and that make the most impact. And for me to be able to sit and to ask myself that question it was life-changing, not so much in the way that, you know, because of the things that I say, but for me to understand that, wow, Camille, you, you, you know, like you exist apart from all the things that you do. I don't find my value. I don't find significance in the things that I do or in the places that I am or the things that I have. And I think it's very important. There was recently some, some, someone, someone, actually it was a book. Oh, I forgot the title. I read so much that I forgot sometimes. I forget the title. But this guy, 
it was a short read and th th this guy said something that was very powerful and i really want you to even take note he said that the way that society goes uh, we put the we've placed the the do and the have first it's the have the do uh, actually the do the have and the be it's what we do and the things that we have and then that makes us who we are and that is wrong instead it should we should start with be who we are will determine what we do and what we have. And this is so true because when we look at even the character of God, God is. When he gave his name to Moses, when he sent him, he said, I am. Tell, them, I, I, tell him, I have sent you. When they ask you who sent you, just say, I am. And that's how he wants us to define ourselves. When you say, I am, what do you put next? What comes after not I am a, a, a police officer or not I am a teacher, I'm a doctor, I am, you know, a mother, I am a wife. No, not these things. Not these things. Who are you like by yourself? Who are you like within the very nature of you, your essence, your true self, your character? And that's why I think some, so, so many of us, you may, you may wonder, like, where is she going with all of that? Because I realized that we're going after, you know, those feelings. We said, oh, I don't feel good today. Or this person is going through depression. And this person, you know, like you have anxiety and you have worry and all these things. But we don't address the real issue. And I'm not diminishing. I'm not discrediting. I'm not, uh, you know, reducing to nothing because I've been there. I've shared my testimony before. I've, I've gone through uh, years and, and months of depression and, and loneliness and weariness and mental anguish and all these different things. I know what it is. But I also know that it all starts with the thoughts that we think. It all starts with the words and even the things that we believe about ourselves, the belief system that we have, thinking that we're not enough. Thinking that people don't value us, thinking that people don't love us, thinking, you know, that people reject us. All these, these feelings of rejection and abandonment or, or, or low self-esteem, all of that come from a place of not knowing who we are. So it's very important that we learn how to define ourselves the way God defines us. Define ourselves not based on our, our situation because that's why I've seen people hold on to, to, to really bad and poor relationship. Poor choices even, like lifestyle that were wrong and bad, detrimental to their well-being, just because they didn't have a sense of self-worth. They didn't know who they were uh, authentically. They didn't know who they were, like, you know, the, the nature of themselves. And that's why I think it's very important. That's why I feel like uh, this prompting today to share that with you. That, yes, it's easy to say, love yourself or, be, you know, be you, be true to who you are. But how can you be true to who you are when you don't even know who that is? How can we do the things that we want to do when we don't even know? And, and, and it, it takes me back even to the things that I feel like life is such a full circle. We come around the same things, you know, it's just like a cycle. We just start somewhere and we keep going and keep going and keep going. And then at the end, if you miss something, you have to come back to that thing. And I think that for us to stop and to ask who we are will save us so much time. Because then we will not have to fight against the things that we call to do. When God will ask you to do something, you will not say, no, I can't. Because you will know that he asked you that thing because he placed that inside of you. Who you are is exactly that thing. You will draw, you know, the, 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 everything to fulfill that assignment from who you are. 
It's like, it's as if, you know, when you take a knife, like you're not going to take a knife to eat. You will take at least a fork or a spoon. You will never take a knife. Why? Because you know that a knife doesn't serve for that. You know that's not the purpose of a knife. And that's exactly what it is. If you know that you cannot grab a knife to eat, but you can take a fork or a spoon, if God tells you to do something, don't you think that he already knows who you are? He knows who you are. And we will stop fighting against our assignment. We will stop fighting even against our purpose. We will stop fighting against the command of God to do those things. We will not be find ourselves like Jonah or like Jeremiah or even Gideon saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I am I, sharing that I'm passionate about it because I've been there. And I know sometimes I still find myself, myself in those places. And I have to remind myself, like Camille, you're more than enough. God said that you are an overcomer, you are a conqueror. So there's nothing that is too big for the Lord. He lives inside of you. His spirit dwells inside of you. What are you afraid of? And I really have to pep talk. I have to do that pep talk. I have to talk to myself and really come out of it. And that's because I know who I am. And that's why I think it's important for us today to learn how to define ourselves what makes you unique? What makes you stand out? And instead of fighting against those things that make you different, we have to learn how to embrace ourselves. Because if we don't embrace uh, uh, who we are, then we cannot do what we call to do. And what we will do instead, we will find those things, uh, many responsibilities. We will find our significance in the things that we do, or even in the invitation from other people. We will find value in People asking us, you know, to speak or asking us to, 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 to help them or asking us to do certain things. You know, we will find value in those things, in those positions, in those titles. Uh, I wrote a book recently. It's called Foolish. And in this book I shared, it made me even revisit so many aspects of my life and many things that happened, you know, just my life journey uh, 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 roughly. And I had to think even about how when I was in school and I went to law school, I'm passionate about law. I went to law school and my plan was at some point, even I, I, start, I started a, a PhD, I started a doctorate in public administration. And I realized at some point that I was doing it for the wrong reason. I wasn't doing it. Yes, of course, it would have been great to do it for what I wanted to do and the difference that I thought I would be making by doing it. But then I realized that I was going for the title. I was going for the position. I was going for what I thought this status could provide. You know, and then I realized that, Camille, you can do those things without the title. And I'm not saying that it's not important. Sometimes it will make the difference. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't go for it. But I'm saying that if the only reason why... We do the things that we do is just so that we can feel better about ourselves, that we can find a sense of value and self-worth, then we have it wrong. Because we already should feel like we should know our worth. We should already feel value. We should already know what we're worth and we should know what we bring to the table. And it's because of who we are. It's because of, of our presence. It's because of the, the qualities and the attributes and the traits, the character that we have first. And it's from that place that we'll be able now to do the things that we call to do. And it will not come as a struggle. It will not come, you know, we will not have to strive to perform. We will not even have uh, to wait for the recognition of men and the applause of men. We will not even care for the opinions of men. And I think that's the place where God wants us today. Where we're so secure in being who we are, not in an arrogant manner, not proudly, you know, like with a, a sense of pride, uh, uh, like, you know, arrogance and our ego being uh, enlarged. Not at all. 
but being secured and confident in who God says we are and knowing that all the things that he asks us to do and the place that he asks us to go and even the things that he gives us, we understand why and we know how to value, we know how to steward them because at the end of the day, what really matters is that we hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and enter the, the, the joy of the master. That's all we need to hear. That's all, everything that we do, we do that for the glory of the Lord so that at the end, we will be welcome into his joy. We will be welcome into his presence. We will be welcome into his, you know, even like in his sanctuary. That's really the bottom line. It's not just so people will clap and shout because what, what, I mean, I love that scripture. You've heard me say it over and over again. You know, what will profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? So when God said good and faithful servant, that is who you are. That is the essence of you, your character, the decisions you make, the feelings that you think, the thoughts that you, you, you think, the words that you speak come from that. And that's what God is after. If there's anything inside of you that you feel like maybe I've done this thing wrong, maybe I've pursued things that, you know, I wasn't supposed to pursue, or maybe I pursued because I wanted to prove myself, maybe because I've been told this and I wanted to, you know, I wanted, was fighting against it or I wanted to prove them wrong. And, and now I know that this is not what God has for me. Then it's not too late. You can turn around and ask the Lord. Lord, what is it that you place inside of me that I've yet to see? Show me, God, the things that you say about myself. Maybe I read your word and this word doesn't really sink in. I, I cannot relate. I cannot embrace it. How can you say that I'm chosen, that I'm a masterpiece when, you know, with all the mistakes that I've made? How can you say that you love me when my family didn't even love me? When maybe my parents gave me up for adoption or maybe they abandoned me or, you know, they left me in a time of need. Sometimes we really have to come to those places and be honest and vulnerable and transparent with the Lord and just express what we feel and say, God, it's hard for me to be believe the, the word. It's hard for me to really believe and stand on, on what you say about me, that I, I'm a woman of excellence when everything I do is sloppy and is messy. How can you say that I'm a woman of prayer when I don't even like to pray? How can you say, you know, like I'm a woman of value when there is nothing good that I bring to the table and let God show you, let God speak to you, let God. And I love the story. And I think uh, that's something that we can read the story of Gideon because Gideon was, it didn't feel value. It didn't feel like he was worth anything. When the angel of the Lord appeared to him and told him, uh, uh, mighty men of valor, uh, we can all see our face because if we had heard that, if God said today, woman of valor, you'd probably look like you are not talking about me. And that's how Gideon felt. He felt like this is not me at all. You got the wrong person. He's like, do you know who I am? Do you know where I'm from? I'm the least of these. I'm the smallest of the smallest. And yet that was him. And I love how uh, God even to, to encourage him and, and to, to affirm him because our affirmation comes from the Lord, not from men. To affirm him, God said, go and listen to what the people are speaking. Go, you will hear them talking. And Gideon went and they didn't know that he was there. And the, one of the guys, his companions were, were sharing a dream that he had. And the other one said, that is Gideon. That is Gideon. That means that the Lord, the, the, the hand of the Lord is upon him. He's the mighty man that will deliver us, that will save us from the, our enemies. And that's when Gideon felt like, wow, so what God says is really true. Why am I bringing that story up? Because sometimes God will cause people around you to speak about you so that you will know what he's saying. 
Sometimes it would be easier for us to hear what people are saying. If you keep hearing the same thing about you and you're still doubting and you're still fighting, stop for a moment. And so if all these people are saying uh, this thing about me that I can't see, they say, oh, you are so gifted. You're so talented. You, you're so quiet. You're so calm. And you don't feel like that. They say, oh my God, when you come, there's just, you know, so much peace and you're always joyful. And you feel like I'm not joyful at all. I'm sad. You don't even know. Like I cry every night to sleep. And they still say that. You have to pay attention. God is using them to speak to you. God is showing you something that you haven't seen. And I really want to leave you with that. I want you to go after the things that God says about you. I want you to go after what makes you unique, what makes you special, what makes you different, what makes you stand out. Not the things that you wish were true, but the things that are true. You know, so that you don't have to pretend. You don't have to live a life of falsity. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to settle. You don't have to live below what God calls you to be. Go for who you are because the things that you want to achieve, the things that you call even to, to achieve, to accomplish in this life can only come from a place of authenticity, from a place of, of truth, of, of peace within yourself to know that you are who you are and you do what you call to do. And I, 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 that's my prayer for you today. That's really my word of encouragement today. And I really hope that you will do that homework. I hope that you will work, after, you know, you will work on it. You will just take a piece of paper and write down all the words that come to your mind when you think about yourself. And I'm talking about the word that are in line with the word of God. I'm not saying the self-sabotaging words. I'm not talking about the demeaning words. I'm not talking about the words that your parents spoke over you when they were mad. I'm not talking about the words that your friend talked about you when they didn't want you and they pushed you away. I am not talking about those words. I'm talking about the words that God spoke and you heard those words around you, that people said that you are, you know, such a, a powerhouse, you are, you know, so kind and you are always available and you're so dependable and reliable and you're beautiful and you are so strong and you are courageous and all these different things. That's what I want you to list down, all these things. And then ask God to breathe his spirit on it, that it will come to life in you, that you, you, you know, it will just, it's something that you'll be able to embrace and walk in it. So I just pray God's blessing and favor upon you. I pray that as you go, you embark even into this journey of self-discovery, you will have peace. And you will also be free, free from all the, the anxiety, free from all the insecurities, free from all the doubts and, 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 and belief that have crept in, that make you feel like maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I shouldn't do that, maybe, and that make you second guess yourself. So I'll leave you with that. And by the grace of God, I'll be back next week. And until then, if you have any question, you can email me. I'll leave the, the, the link, uh, the info be, uh, below so you can contact us. You can reach out, send an email, a prayer request or a suggestion or a comment or whatever you have that you want to share. I'll be so happy to hear from you. So God bless you and talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Next Level Podcast. For more content, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Camille Babin. Until next time, embrace your power to become.